This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe. Interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. So Lacey, people are asking, how do they get to go to a party or an event with us? They check out swingersociety.net. You create a profile, you sign up for an event, and you come hang out with us. It's super easy. That's right. If you want to party with us and the other faces and names that you know from social media and TikTok, head on over to swingersociety.net. Can't wait to see you there. Lacey, we get approached by couples all the time, and they want to know, like, where can they learn the 101s of non-monogamy? Yeah, I totally get it. You want to get in the lifestyle, but you just don't know where to start. We recommend Sex by Sue's class on non-monogamy. She really helps couples learn how to communicate and do the lifestyle the correct way. Yeah, I think this lifestyle, you know, it's crucial not to, to step on the landmines that a lot of us do. You yeah. Know, and you kind of learn the hard way, you know. So having a class that you can take online, you know, in the privacy of your own home and kind of learn the ins and outs, learn, you know, how to approach the lifestyle, how to communicate with your partner about it. Um, you know, I think it's something worth taking and uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah. So click below in the show notes. You'll find this link for that course. Check it out, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. We are your hosts, Northern Guy and Southern Girl. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about myths and misconceptions associated with the lifestyle and what the reality of those um, misconceptions are. Yeah, we are. So uh, a big part of our platform is pushing back against um, the stigma associated with the lifestyle. And I think a good part of that stigma comes from some of these misconceptions. What would your opinion of that be? No, I completely agree. That's Again, that's why we went to TikTok because I think so many people think when I think of swingers, I think of like the seventies and key parties and then like drugs and all of that. And it's, it's really not, I mean, at least our swinging world is not that, um, in my opinion. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to dig into some of the, the more common myths that are out there. Some of the more common misconceptions. Um, we'll talk to you about them, maybe a little bit of what, why, why we think they exist. And then we'll kind of give you, um, the reality, at least the reality as, as we see it as a couple in the lifestyle currently, you know, and have been in the lifestyle for a while now yeah. and, and kind of what our interpretation of this stuff is. Sounds good. And this, um, came, this idea came from TikTok. TikTok or your Snapchat? TikTok. Oh, it was a TikTok? Version? Yeah. So we went on TikTok today and was like, tell us what you want to podcast on. And a couple people said this. So here we are. So thank you. Whoever gave us this idea. Yeah. No, it's actually, it's funny you say that because that's one of the things I like about the way we do podcasts is it's very much a, 
like give and take like mm-hmm. we get questions and when we get enough of the same questions we kind of just you know put it together into an episode yeah all right so we're going to start off with myth number one swinging is all about sex swingers are all kinky and sex crazed and that's why they're non-monogamous because they can't be monogamous so they're because they're so crazed about sex they just have to have it all the time so they become these wild sex crazed swinger creatures well Um, i do like sex (laughs) so true it's fact (laughs) fact check complete um no i mean that is definitely a part of it but that's not the only part at least not for me um i personally love the lifestyle for the friendships for the parties for the themes i mean do i get to have hot sex Sometimes, yes. Do sometimes I not get to? Yeah, and that's okay, too. Um, If it was only about that, then I think, I don't know, wouldn't, for us, I don't, it's just more than that for me. What do you think? No, I think, I think that's, it's interesting, you know, and especially since we've had this platform, the more we've kind of dived into the lifestyle, um, the more you realize that lifestyle people really are a community of people. They really are. Um, and and I think many people are part of the swinger lifestyle or, or part of the lifestyle, as some people call it, um, because they just, they just enjoy that sense of community with people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked to several club owners, um, hotel takeover uh, owners and stuff, and they, they all kind of have said the same thing, that a good half of the people that show up to their events and to their club usually aren't even there to have sex or not even really there to play. Yeah. They're just there because they like the the environment and yeah. they, they like the people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as we've gotten more into this, like the podcast and the TikTok and being more open mm-hmm. as we are, I found myself playing less. Um, I think maybe just because we're in these big environments, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of people. So I just, I tend to, to you know, maybe just play with like one person where you and I in the past we would play with multiple partners. Um, I feel like I've definitely have toned down. Um, because honestly, I'm not there just for that. I'm there for so much more. Yeah, and I would say, you know, if you look, you know, if you had to take a you know, an educated guess about when you go to these events, how many people at the event or like a percentage of people actually end up in a playroom, do you think? I would say 50% or less. Less, yeah. yeah. I would say significantly less. I'd say it'd be somewhere between like 10 and 25% oh, really? of the people. I would think it'd be more than that. You I'd say more? 30, 40, yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely less than half of the people I think that show up to events actually end up engaging in sexual intercourse of some type. Yeah. Um, but I think like, and I've personally dealt with this because when people find out that we're swingers, I think they assume that we are just showing up to these parties and it's just a free-for-all. That like everybody's do it with everybody and it's just yeah we're gonna get more into that one oh, so don't jump too far ahead jump. but okay. <laughs> but yeah you're right uh and yeah so i think you know the misconception that is is that swingers are all about sex i think that the reality is um you know especially swingers clubs events it's more of a community-based thing yes is there sex involved absolutely mm-hmm. um but it, it's varying levels i mean are there kinky people in the lifestyle that are in the bondage and all kinds of kinky sex absolutely there mm-hmm. are are there people in the lifestyle that just watch and have yeah. sex with each other? Are there people in the lifestyle that have? There's you so know, many different ranges. It, it's and it's interesting because 
monogamy is the same way, right? Yeah. That, you know, monogamous people range from very plain vanilla sex to very, very kinky monogamous mm-hmm. people. I think lifestyle people are kind of the same, right? Yeah. You're going to find the full spectrum of people that are have just very normal everyday sex, maybe only with their partner or, you know, they're engaging in some light play with other people all the way up to, you know, all the extremes that you would find yeah. um, other places. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there definitely is this misconception that because you're in the lifestyle automatically there you're some kind of sex crazed being which i don't think that's an accurate no Mm -mm. really what's in the lifestyle is just a microcosm of greater society and you'll find all those those variants i think within the lifestyle yeah um okay anything else on swingers being sex crazed uh individuals and and thoughts on that no i think you you kind of nailed it um i mean i think there i think there are some swingers that are yeah I mean, absolutely. Right, but just like there's monogamous people that are, right? Yeah, I think there's, you know, you definitely meet those couples that their goal is to be there and that that's what they're there for. Like, it's happening one way or the other. Then you meet couples that are just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. So I think you have all all versions. Um, but I think TV, uh, like, I think we people have learned, when they think of swinging, they think of, obviously, the extreme that sex crave person that's just there to have sex with everyone. Yeah. And I think it, it's almost, you know, the bad part about that misconception is some people almost look at like it, you, like you have an issue, like you have a problem, right? Yeah. Like, like you're some kind of, you know, like deviant, like, yeah. you know what I mean, like, you know, like we talked about it, you know, you know, children being taught to, told to stay away from us at the last hotel thing yeah. we went to and stuff like that. Like, you're you're some t- kind of like almost like a we're criminal, trying to you know? hurt a child or like we would put a child in harm's way. Like you're right, like some sort of sex like crazed human that right. reg- you know doesn't take any regard for anybody's right feelings right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the stigma. And I think that's kind of what our community gets looked at as. Yeah, and in reality, it's just yes, there are people that are highly sexual, but there's also people that are not, and it's yeah. you'll get the full gambit just like you would. With the monogamous people. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Stigma number two. Swingers just become swingers um, because they want to cheat on their partner. I think sometimes that happens. Do you think sometimes it happens? Yeah. Yeah. And so. You probably don't like that. It probably no, no, go no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think a truly healthy lifestyle couple, that is not the case, right? Yeah. I think that you have a solid foundation and you swing because it's something that brings you both joy and it makes your relationship stronger. However, I know that there are probably a decent amount of swingers out there that got in the lifestyle because either they cheated or one of them wants to cheat and is using swinging as a way to be, to be able to hook up with other people and still maintain their marriage. Yeah, I think this is the common, you know, the, you know, a few people give the the larger group a bad yeah. and bad name. Yeah. Are there like, and so what you're saying is, are there people that come to the swinger lifestyle or come to non-monogamy because essentially they're not happy in their relationship and they're looking for to engage with somebody else? absolutely that happens in the lifestyle and i think that's undeniable i think anybody that would say that's not true you know is, is lying to you yeah um but what i would say is those people don't usually last in the lifestyle correct very long. yeah i mean and let's be honest there's been some pretty public couples lately that have crumbled and if you think about it if you like really strip down the relationship the 
foundation was not there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and if you don't have that, then it will. It, some, right. It's going to get fucked yeah. up. And that's, yeah. that's, I think, my point. If you come to swinging, if you come to non-monogamy for the same reason. So if you come to non-monogamy looking to replace your partner, well, then you're going to find somebody. You're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's going to ruin your relationship yeah. 100%. But I do also think that there is a little bit of truth to that as well. Because I'm going to be honest, I love attention from mm-hmm. males. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love it from females too. But like, I almost like crave it in a way. Don't get me wrong. I love that you think I'm beautiful. Like, it makes me feel so good to know that my husband is like so attracted to me. But there's something about another man thinking I'm hot. That, yeah. like, just does something for me. Yeah. And swinging it allows me to be faithful to you, to have you and have a healthy marriage, but yet still, like, fulfill that need that I have. Now, if we were completely monogamous, would I cheat? I don't think so. But I honestly, I can't, I can't 100% say because we've never been monogamous. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I I think um, what you're saying is true. You know, I I would make an argument that I think I believe there are monogamous, like people that are capable of monogamy and there's people that that aren't capable of monogamy. I think I'm capable of monogamy, but I don't know that I would be fully fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. So you you would have to hide a part of yourself or you would have to. You, you or at probably, least in, in past monogamous relationships, that's how I felt. Right. You would have to force yourself into a box that maybe yeah. you're not comfortable in. But yeah. you, you could you could survive there if, if yeah. you had to. But so, like, would I cheat to fulfill those needs? Maybe. I don't know. And so mm-hmm. maybe. So I get where that, where people think that. It makes sense to me. Like, but I mean, like, if we decided tomorrow that we were going to be monogamous, I wouldn't then, like, just go cheat on you. Like, that. I don't know how to explain it. So I get I get the um why people think that. Yeah. No, I think I think there is something to be said for people that choose to be non-monogamous have certain maybe wants, desires, fantasies that I think everybody has those. I mean, let's just be honest. I think that swingers, non-monogamous, we're just more open about them. Mm-hmm. We are in a relationship where it's okay to say that. Like like how many of our friends, not lifestyle friends, but regular friends could look at their husband and say what I just said about needing right. men's attention. Like that would cause a knockdown drag out fight, but we're in like such a healthy, happy relationship that I can say that to you and you not like think that you're not good enough. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's, that's, it's true. And I, I think that kind of brings me to the next point um, of cheating. And, and I, I meant to start with this, but, uh, you know, let's let's look at the definition of cheating for a while. And I think, you know, this in itself kind of debunks the, the idea that swingers are cheaters. Right. Yeah. So um, the definition of ch- cheating, and this is from, you know, uh, Webster's Dictionary to deprive of something valuable by use of deceit or fraud. Right. That's definition one Two, to influence or lead by deceit, trick or artificiality. Right. So essentially at the core of cheating is you're tricking somebody, right? You're you're lying, you're deceiving mm-hmm. somebody, right? And I think that in its in itself is is the exact opposite of what most swinger relationships are, right? If anything, non-monogamous people are encouraged to be open, to communicate, to mm-hmm. talk to their partner. And kind of to what you your point that you just made is like the good thing about our relationship and other relationships that are like ours is you can have those conversations that 
you know, in a purely monogamous relationship might have caused a fight or caused yeah. an argument. Um, so, you know, I mean, even at lunch today, you and I were sitting having soup and salad <laughs> at lunch. Uh-huh. And I was able to tell you about a fantasy that I would think is hot and I would like to do. And you would like completely like heard me out. You didn't make me feel bad about my fantasies, you know, and, and in a different situation, I probably would still want to do those fantasies, but have to hide it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So it's very nice to be able to just be me 100% and not have to hide those things. Yeah, I think to me, that's the, that's the core of, of a non-monogamous relationship is people that are able to be open with their partner about their desires and their fantasies and, you know, the, the non-monogamous part is you're willing to then explore those those yeah. fantasies and, and ideas. We get a lot is how how is this not cheating? Um, and I think it's important. I know this is a little off topic, but kind of on topic. Mm-hmm. So we consider ourselves consensual non-monogamous. So everything that we do is consented on. So like if Jan wanted to like screw some girl at work, he snuck off and did it without my consent, that would be cheating. Right. But if you came to me and said, hey, I'm really into this girl at work, I would like to explore that, we would come up with a plan together to make that happen. Yeah. So that's the difference here. Just like, just I know that's a little sidebar, but just wanted to make that super clear. No, no, I think, and that's actually is in my notes, is, oh, okay. is one of the things is, can you be a swinger or can you be a non-monogamous person and still cheat on your partner. Absolutely. Because people ask that question a lot. Because mm-hmm. they essentially, I think, confuse the whole open relationship with swinging. And, you know, we, yeah. we talk about that in, in, in the, I think, in the terms and definitions mm-hmm. episode. So go back and listen to that if you if you need a deeper dive in that. Um, but I think the difference between an open relationship um, and in a swinging or non-monogamous relationship is we have clear rules and boundaries in place. And anything outside of those clear rules and boundaries would be. Cheating. Would be considered cheating, yeah. absolutely. So we talk about every single thing we do. And if anything ever happens that wasn't talked about or consented on prior to, that would 100% be cheating. Right. Yeah, and we've often, you know, sometimes we we trip into the, or we enter this gray area, not even on, like, on purpose, right? Like things will happen that we haven't really even just talked about. And it just yeah. kind of organically happens, you know, you know. And then afterwards we're like, you know, you might be like, well, you know, that thing that happened, I was a little uncomfortable with that. Like when you drank the milk, breast milk. I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to go. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into that conversation again. But, but yeah, things like that, right? Like, yeah. would you just, I would never would have imagined that was a thing that would have happened. And, yeah. You know, honestly, I never would have. If I had thought about it, I wouldn't have thought it would be, you know, like something that maybe you would have an issue with, right? So these things just organically will happen to you on your journey. And I think the key to a lot of that stuff is not freaking out when those things happen yeah and being able to have a conversation and talk about them well we've adjusted our rules and boundaries several times we do it all the time like (laughs) even after the breast milk situation we had to have a conversation i mean we've we do that all the time we talk about things probably overly talk about things and just adjust to make them fit whatever makes us feel right yeah and we've gone both ways with it i mean we've pulled back and we've also been like, let's just go do this thing, right? Yeah. And you know, one of the examples of that would be when you during COVID, when you sent me to go play with a, a hot wife, essentially, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we just kind of jumped right into it. And then afterwards, we're like, whoa, that was way too yeah. fucking much, way too yeah. quick. And, but you uh, didn't yeah. cheat on me because I told you, right. let's do this. Right. But now we realized that that was not something that we were comfortable with. And so, like, going forward, if you did that, then, yes, that would be cheating. A hundred percent. Okay. So, moving on to number six. Swingers must be unhappy in their relationship, and that's why uh, they're turning to non-monogamy. That's so crazy to me, because you and I have sex every single day. (laughs) Like, we didn't have sex two days this week, and we were like, what's wrong with us? (laughs) And it was really boiled down to just, like, life happened. Like, we had an all-day ball tournament, and then we were traveling, and I didn't feel good, and it just really boiled down to that. But, like, we, I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) In a healthy way, right? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm going to be super honest. You are my best friend. Uh-huh. And I love you, like, so unconditionally. And I think that's what's fun about swinging is that we do it together. It's like a like a hobby, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems odd that we, like, fuck other people for hobby. But Well, we've often said that, um, that, you know, you know, we've gotten to this debate about are you a lifestyler or not a lifestyle? And what does that mean? And, you know, how often do you have to play? And what, you know, like what makes you an official lifestyler and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've often said that swinging for us is more of a, it's a thing we do because we enjoy it, but it's not our life, right? It's not something we have to do. It is kind of our life now. Let's well, be honest. <laughs> we definitely in the last year took a, a much deeper dive yeah. uh, into it. But I do think what, what you're saying is we have this bedrock foundation of our relationship mm-hmm. And, and even when we go to clubs and play, we always find each other. We always reconnect. A lot of mm-hmm. times we get distracted with each other and maybe miss We've actually miss had couples that yeah. say to us, well, y'all were so into each other. We didn't really want to interrupt or, you know, like, so, I mean, I'd, is that normal, though? That's my question. Like, I know we're, we're debunking myths. We, we've said what we are, but are every couple like that? I mean, we've also only been married for one year. I will say, you know. So if you've been married for 30 years, you're probably not going to be like we are at one year. Well, you say that, but I turn to, you know, that 88-year-old couple at Hedo or the the 70-year-old couples that are out on the dance floor. I mean, we've come across those couples in the lifestyle that have been together for 30-plus years. And you can see when they're together, whether it's in a playroom or on a dance floor, that they just have that connection right yeah. you can just tell by the way they're looking at each other the way they're smiling at each other the way they're touching each other mm-hmm. that like that relationship is like core and it's solid and you know so I, I think it does exist i don't think you know like it expires with time now sure are there ebbs and flows i think every relationship is ebbs and flows and they're you know yeah. <laughs> that couple that's in their 80s out there loving each other have probably had times when they fucking hated each other yeah. you know what i mean yeah like, um but i don't think you know I think if you have that type of solid core relationship, it can stand the test of time. So yeah, speak. but like on the flip side of that, where you bunk and miss, there are some that don't have that solid foundation. So there's two sides to every coin. Yeah, no, I I think you know it goes back to the same. Do do couples come to to swinging because they want to cheat on their spouse? Absolutely, that happens, yeah. right? Do couples come to swinging or non monogamy because they're unhappy with their relationship? A hundred percent. That happens. Yeah. What I will say, though, is if you find a couple that's been in the lifestyle three years, four years, five years, ten years, you know what I mean? Like, you can see the red flags. Like, we've mm-hmm. met those couples. We've played with those couples. But usually, 
just a little bit of getting to know them, you will start to see the cracks in their mm-hmm. foundation. You will see the problems. The red flags will start. Right. And those are just the type of couples that you just, you know, maybe need to avoid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are couples that come to the lifestyle for the wrong reasons. Ultimately, I think they, they end up crashing and burning and usually fairly quickly. Um, so like Lacey said, you know, learn, go back, listen to the red flags episode, learn what yeah, those look because, for. Like, the second you have like the husband start message you on the side, you know, okay. So obviously him and his wife are probably not in a good place if he feels like it's okay. You know right. I mean? Like if that's outside of their boundaries, if that's yeah. outside of the, you know, there's just ways to kind of tell with couples what, if they're there for the right reasons or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this also says, so many couples hesitate to bring up, the idea of swinging to their partners because they're afraid that their partner will think that they're unhappy or unsatisfied. In the I think relationship. that's the truth. Um, so what would your advice be if there's a couple, you know, maybe a half of a couple that's out there listening and they, they're afraid like they, you know, they're intrigued by this lifestyle. They're intrigued um, by all these things that we're talking about, but they're afraid to go to their partner and say that that they're interested in it because they're afraid of hurting their partner. I get it. <laughs> I get it because. Yeah. We met in the lifestyle, so we never had to have that conversation. But, like, me and my marriage, that I was, I'm divorced or we're married, my first marriage. If he would have came to me and said, I want to be a swinger, I would have felt like I wasn't enough. Like I wasn't good enough. I mean, just being super transparent, I would have. I was in my 20s. I probably wasn't as sure of myself. Um, that would have made me feel less than. So... You know, and people ask us this all the time, and it's really, really hard because, you know, it's really hard if you don't know the person. You know, mm-hmm. obviously they know their spouse better than anybody else. But I think if it's something that you're truly passionate about, you might it might take you a few years of dropping little hints, of saying things, of listening to podcasts, of, you know, expressing your wants and needs. I think that knowing that you're not going to bring it up one conversation and then the next weekend be in it in the swingers club, I think having correct expectations is the right way to go about it. Yeah. And I think we've, um, talked about this a few times, but you know, the right reason to come to the lifestyle or to come to non-monogamy is because you and your partner want to pursue fantasies, um, and sexual desires together. Right. That's to me, that's the, core reason to come to the lifestyle right well and i love how daphne and daddy mike they were on the podcast back in march i believe and he said to her what are your fantasies what are some things that you wanted to do and then she told him and he was like let's make this happen mm-hmm. so I, th- I mean i think you have to know your partner you have to i don't know take baby steps right i don't know i think just... that's a good first step is to go to your partner and say like what are your fantasies? What are your wild, what are your darkest fantasies? Or yeah. what, you know, like what are some things, you know, like what kind of porn do you like to watch? You know, just kind of learn yeah. your partner and kind of delve into what their wants and desires and maybe some of the ones that they're afraid to tell you. Cause talking about some of that stuff is hard Like for me and you, it's, you know, it's second nature. Yeah. Right? I could tell you stuff I wouldn't say out loud to anybody else. <laughs> right. And we do that on a fairly regular yeah, basis. We do. Um, but, in previous but relationships, never, never. I would right. have been like scorned, like, "How dare you? You're nasty. You sex crave mm-hmm. person." Like, right, and and I've I felt like that in previous too. relationships that made to feel like 
there is something that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of this stigma that people have, right? There's something wrong with me. I need to go get help. I need to get counseling. I need to, you know, how dare I have these wants and desires mm-hmm. and fantasies when reality, you know, you start everybody looking at, does, right? Everybody. Right. There's does. a reason there's these, all these websites with billions of views, right? Yeah. Because it's not uncommon to have those types of fantasies. We're just in a society where we are taught to not to taught to hide it. Yeah. That it's not okay. And it's not moral. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, to approach that with your partner and essentially say, like, I, I want to know, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm interested mm-hmm. in what you are interested in. Like, tell me, talk to me. Yeah. Let's have discussions about it. And then. But, like, even just sitting here thinking, like, if my, like, the guy dated before you had came to me and said that. Like, I would have never been like, oh, I want to sleep with a girl. You know that? I mean, like, maybe that would be okay. But, like, there's other things. Well, that, you like, got, you got there eventually. So, that did, you, you know what I mean? Well, him, yeah, because yeah. he was like, have you ever heard of a swingers club? But, like, I was definitely on my way there. But, like, okay, let's say the relationship before. Yeah. It was a very conservative, very, you know, like, very vanilla. Yeah. Like, very, very well, like I, missionary vanilla, you know? <laughs> like. <laughs> well, and I think that gets to why some swingers are older, um, or, you know, a lot of swingers are older, is I think it takes a while to build the self-confidence to be willing to then explore into some of those areas yeah. right because when you're younger and just discovering sex like you're, you're, you're just not, happy to be you're having ba- it <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're barely comfortable enough to just have regular sex never mind talk about you know now today's a new day and age and i think it is people are much are more exposed now. to some of yeah. that um whether that's good or bad i guess that's a, for another debate but uh it is it is interesting to me that um it seems like as couples mature in their relationship they're maybe more willing to explore some of these things yeah, I totally agree. Um, do you think, and this is kind of my next bullet point, are there people that are just not meant for monogamy? Like at the core of their being, they just, even if they wanted to be in a monogamous relationship, they're just incapable I of do. It. I've met some of them. You've met not some of them? Not naming any names. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you are that one of them. Would you Would you self-identify as a person? Like? I think I could be monogamous. Yes, I do. So you think you're you're capable of it? Yes, I do. But you think I am incapable of it? Yes. (laughs) I'm not disagreeing with you. (laughs) Well, it goes back to, you know, kind of like... I don't mean that mean. I mean mean that in the most loving possible way. But, like, if you came to me in today and said, Lacey, I want to be monogamous, I would say, okay, would I have moments throughout our marriage that I would probably struggle more than others? Yes, but... I do think I could do it. I, I was married before and was completely monogamous for a lot of years. So I think I could do it. Um, I think that you would struggle a, a lot. A hundred percent. Like, I know you. I yeah. know you to no, your core. You would right. struggle. So, yeah, I do think that there are people out there that are just not capable of being monogamous. Um, I think that we try. I think our society teaches us that you should be. And unfortunately, being a cheater in a monogamous relationship is much more socially acceptable than a non-monogamous person which is really really shitty that really pisses me off uh, i agree 100%. like how is it okay that you could cheat on your wife and then go sit next to her at church and half the church know and that's okay but god forbid we're swingers and we are just like these bad creatures you'd who be are, exiled from the same church yeah so. yeah i don't it's it's a hard pill to swallow, to be honest with you. But yeah, I think there's absolutely people that are not capable, no matter yeah. how hard they try. No, I I agree with that, and I, and I've you know, going back to like you said, previous relationships that I've been in, I've had those where I've sat down and looked at myself and been like, 
damn, what is wrong with you? Like yeah. what, you know, like what? In, in like, like you had good intentions, and, and, but you just. And very hurtful, right? Because if you are trying to force yourself to be in a monogamous relationship and you're just not a monogamous person, you're going to hurt the people around you, yeah. right? Like in, in, so there's times when you, you have that internal struggle of like, why can't I just do this? Like, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Um, and so I think I'm of the same opinion you are that it's not, it's not, it's not a reflection of that relationship, right? Or how happy you are or, no, or no. how good of a person that other person mm-hmm. is or, you know, whether yeah. they're enough or not enough. It's really just, that's not who well, you are. I've been cheated on and I have cheated. And when I was cheated on, I very much struggled with the what about me was not enough. Like what did what was I missing? What did I not give? And it it took me years until I actually cheated on someone in a different relationship to realize that it had nothing to do with the other person. It was all about me and all about, you know, the cheater. Right. It was what they were going through, not the person they were cheating on right yeah it's something that inside of you that yeah. you you that's for missing. whatever reason yeah. needed to go mm-hmm. yeah no i agree i think that you're 100 right um and so you know we're still on this the this the myth of swingers must be unhappy in their relationships and i've dug online um and there's several studies um where they're comparing monogamy to non-monogamy mm-hmm. um the problem in a lot of these studies is the sample size of the non-monogamous people are so small because it's just hard to find swingers that will admit they're swingers. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of non-monogamous people. Yeah. Like, I think the numbers are probably way off. I mean, because, like, do you consider, is a cheater a non-monogamous person? By definition. They should be. Right, yeah. I mean, and like, let's just think about how many people that we know personally that have cheated, one or the other, at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be far-fetched to ha- have meet someone that has never done anything at all. I mean, do those people exist? Absolutely. But, like... If we're being honest, that it's few and far between. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, yeah. So, but my point is, when you look at these studies about um, non-monogamous people, and they have them like, you know, rate how happy are you in your marriage, how happy are you with your sex life, and all those types of questions. Most of these studies, um, the non-monogamous people rank higher than. The average monogamous person right so they're they're happier with their sex mm-hmm. life they're happier with their relationship you know so this idea that swingers are unhappy and that's why they become swingers um lots of these studies would in, in ways debunk that now are there other studies that show different there there are and, and the problem is the sample sizes are small so it's, it's hard to get a, i think a yeah. good um range but i would say the most that you know if you think about the couples we know and stuff um, there are lots of happy, healthy, great, solid great. relationships mm-hmm. that, that you would want to model yourself mm-hmm. after. I'd also say a lot of the people that we know in the lifestyle are just good people in general, they right? They're people. they're pillars in their community. You know, they have good job. You know, what I mean, like they're not what people think they are. Right, a hundred percent. They're not like the drug addict that you know doesn't have a good job or anything like that. They're the the professionals in your cities, in your towns. Yeah. All right, so I think we uh, need to take a break okay. and go um, get a little word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up some of these um, misconceptions and myths about the lifestyle. Okay. All right.
The Swing Nation podcast is proud to announce an official partnership with SDC.com. SDC stands for Seek, Discover, Connect. And with over 3 million members in over 50 countries, it's the world's largest lifestyle community and a great place to link up with open-minded couples, singles, and kinksters from around the globe. Whether you're just starting your lifestyle journey or you're an old pro, SDC has something to offer you. With chat rooms, live cams, groups, and blogs, there's always naughty fun to be found. SDC.com also has expert advice, professional articles, and entertaining content to enhance your erotic lifestyle journey. With information about parties, events, clubs, and businesses, SDC is so much more than just a hookup site for swingers. It's truly an epicenter that can keep you plugged into the pulse of the lifestyle community in your area. We personally love the website's ease of use and amazing customer support. They have supported us in our podcast and giving generous donations to our charity fundraising efforts. So if you're looking to connect with like-minded people, click the link in our show notes and sign up for SDC using our affiliate link and receive a full access for 14 days completely free. Make sure you join the Swing Nation SDC group and send us a message. We here at the Swing Nation podcast are proud to partner with Promescent. Listen, guys, we've all been there. You're having a hot night with a hot chick, maybe a few hot chicks. But you need to kind of delay the time before you pull that trigger. That's where Promescent comes in. They have this awesome product called the Delay Spray. You literally spray it on. And it delays the time that you orgasm. So you can make sure that your partner is well taken care of. And as swingers, we're all about making sure our partners are well taken care of. And Promescent Delay Spray is the perfect product for that. Click the link in the show notes below to get yours today. All right, and welcome back. Um, thank you, sponsors. Thank you. We love our sponsors. We do. We have some good ones. Mm-hmm. I like that our sponsor. You know, this is a little off topic, but I like how most of our sponsors are like legitimately people we're associated. Like we know them. And, like, yeah. They're friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, because we don't have like a ton of sponsors. We just have a small little. Right. 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 Group. But they're yeah. they're they're near and dear to us. Like yeah. legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, all right, so moving on to myths and misconceptions about the lifestyle. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is that swingers will have sex with anybody. That is so not true. It's 100% true. I really struggle with this. <laughs> Lacey hates this one. I struggle with this because, I like, especially everyone in my hometown knows that I'm a swinger. And I'm like, I know that they think I'm just out there <laughs> fucking everybody. You know, like, I'm just like, come on, boys, line it up. <laughs> And that is not the truth. Actually, well, I mean, that sounds like a good Saturday night, but actually, I'm probably like, <laughs> I don't, I don't sleep with very many people at all. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm like the prude of the group, not Dan though. Dan's a hoe. Of the I group. am not. I'm the hoe of the group for the males, and yeah, you're on the female side of at least our friend group. You probably are a little bit more um, conservative than yeah than most, but that's. I mean, we don't judge that, like. I don't we, care if you do. We love the we love all of them. Um, <laughs> I particularly you. love the ones that hoe it up. Uh, I judge you, Dan. Do you? Yeah. You you love it. I do love it. No. Says but, the girl getting me water and condoms. Yeah, I know. So yeah, a lot of people assume swingers it's just a free for all that you know it's just like a big orgy that everybody's just lined up take a turn and that's just not the case at all. Um, most swingers are pretty picky. Yeah, and I think. You, well, you, us, 
encounter that a lot with social media because how many guys have you had message you and say like oh you're a swinger like like when can we meet up yeah <laughs> like it's well a- and you know so i have snapchat and i get this a lot they're like hey when can we meet first of all they don't even know where i live you know <laughs> or your name yeah or- and i'm like um i don't i don't meet people i don't do meetups but you're a swinger I'm like yeah there's a difference between <laughs> swinging and prostitution like they're not one in the same. Yeah. I get I get very fired up about this one. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely is. I think it, there is this misconception that swingers will have sex with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like why. Just because because I guess, again, it goes back to we're all sex crazed. So therefore, yeah. we must want to have sex with everybody that, that is willing. Pulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I that's, don't know. But no, it's not the case. 100% not true. I mean, honestly, like. Usually, a couple will swap with another couple. That's your typical swinging experience. To get all four people on the same page, like, everybody finds everybody attractive. Everybody's into everybody. Everybody's parts are working appropriately. Like, for all of that to work and happen, like, the stars have to align. You know, it's it's not as easy as I think, like, on TV or however people hear about swinging think it is. It's actually a lot harder. Yeah, I think, you know, so if, you know, prior to us being on TikTok and kind of assembling a, a, a large group of friends that we were com- very comfortable with, you know, early on in our lifestyle journey, when we'd go to events and clubs and things like that, it was maybe a 50-50 coin flip, if that, that we would actually meet somebody and engage with. Correct, because when you go to Swingers Club, you're only there for like, what, two, three, four hours. It's hard to meet a couple, make a connection, close the deal, and do the deed within that short amount of time. Yeah. So a lot of times we would just go and like mingle and have fun and then go ourselves into a playroom and have sex and let people watch us. And that was very kinky and just as hot for us. As actually swapping with a couple. And honestly, we did that for years. Like that's, you know, and we still do that to this day. If we if we go by ourselves and maybe not with a big group or something. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, you know, again, the term swinger or the term lifestyle person, it's such a broad term that I think you could have a couple in the lifestyle that literally just like to go to clubs and have sex. You know, they're almost sexually monogamous. But... Honestly, I am not opposed to that. <laughs> I mean, like, let's just be honest. I mean, we've talked. I've been fairly open. Like, you're, like, my favorite person to have sex with. I mean, <laughs> let's just, I love having sex with other people. But, like, you know my body. You know uh-huh. what works, what doesn't. And I love just, I love the swinging atmosphere. I love being around the people. I love dressing up. I just think it's fun. And there may be a time that, like, we get to just that where... Mm-hmm. You know, we just go and just have sex with each other and, like, let people watch us or, or have sex next to people. I don't know. That, to me, I, it's kind of my kink. Yeah. No, I, we've, we've done that, you know, I wouldn't say countless times. But we've done that a fair amount of times. And uh, those experiences are usually um, equally as good as the experiences where we actually engage with other, other couples. So I definitely think that's part of the lifestyle. And maybe part of the lifestyle that doesn't get talked about enough. You know what I mean? That, like... Hey, you can just go to the club as as a couple that doesn't want to play with anybody yeah. and do these other things. And those all those other things are super hot and great and yeah. awesome. I think there is, you know, especially for newer couples when they enter the lifestyle, there's almost like this pressure that you have to, to jump be a right swinger. In. You have to go and you have to go fuck somebody. And that's, yeah. and, you know, and like 
you, you know, everybody's watch. trying to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? I think, mm-hmm. I don't think you might never get there, but you can still enjoy yeah. the community and the, the spaces and the events mm-hmm. without ever, ever engaging in that. If, mm-hmm. if you truly don't want to, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I think there is this, if you're not a full swap, you know, couple fucking other couples, you're not really a swinger kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't agree with that at all. No, not at all. Yeah. And I think I, mean, I think the lifestyle is what you make of it. You mm-hmm. know, you could just play with unicorns. You could just play with single guys. You could full swap with other couples. One part, you know, just the husband plays or just the wife plays. You could just go and enjoy the kinky atmosphere and then, and go back to your hotel room or where your house or whatever. And you and your husband or wife have amazing hot sex for the next two months thinking about it. It's whatever the lifestyle is, whatever you make of it. Now, is there people in the lifestyle that just show up and just do it with every single person? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is. Yeah. I mean, maybe not every person, but yeah. Are there pe- couples that go and are very open? Very yes. open about who they engage yes. with. Yes. And of course, they're the ones that are giving this name. That's where people. Which, to be fair, no judgment. Like, no. if that's the kind of play you want to engage in, I would hopefully you do it safely. You know, that would yeah. be my one stipulation of that. But. If you do do it safely, fucking rock on with your bad yeah, self. If that's it, your kink, yeah. like... Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. But I agree that, yeah, people assume that that's every person in, yeah. that's in and the that's lifestyle. that's not the case. Not I mean, like, case. just like we said earlier, less than 50% probably actually... I bet it's... Yeah. yeah. I bet maybe 30. Yeah. If I had to put a number on it, I'd be somewhere around 30% of the people that go to an event or a club actually have sex at all that night. Not even, like, with another couple, like, but at all. Really? Yeah. No. Think about it. Think about how many people. Well, well, next time we go to a club, we'll pay more attention. Okay. Like how many people are like, there, and then how many go people go home end up. and have like hot sex together? Well, yeah, they might. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, like in, in the, the club, club, in, in the, the club. yeah, in okay. the public space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess something that goes hand in hand with this swingers won't sleep with anyone is this whole idea of key parties. So can we talk about? key parties a little bit i have never been to a key party all right so what let's start with what is a key party so it is when you walk into a house party or club or whatever there is like a fishbowl a big bowl and you literally drop your keys in there Mm -hmm. and then at some point do you grab like you put your hand in there and grab a key out right so all i guess you i would assume it'd be all the sexes because you probably only have one key we'd go so the girls would all go grab a key and then whoever's Whoever's key matches yours would be your partner for the night. Right. Right. So this is this is a real thing that has that does happen and has happened mm-hmm. uh, in the lifestyle. Um and from what I've researched is it was kind of bigger back in the the 50s and 60s, right? Yeah. Um and this you know kind of during the sexual revolution, free love, you know, this whole hippie kind of movement that 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 whole free love society, it kind of was the birthplace of, of swinging. You know, that mm-hmm. it's kind of when at least it became mainstream in America, right? It's, it's existed throughout history, but mm-hmm. in America, that was kind of the, the start of it. Um, and, you know, if you read up on it, it's, there's some stuff about um, Air Force husbands being gone and they're, you know, mm-hmm. whether they died in the war or whether their husbands were just gone, their friends would help take care of their wife. You know, that's this is kind of the, yeah, you know, the, the alleged how all this started, right? Um but the key party thing, so yes, it did it happen at some point in time? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked to swingers, especially older swingers that have said, yeah, we used to go to key parties, you know, back, yeah. in, the, back in the 70s or something like that. Um, it's not so popular today. Like a lot, like we went to Trappies last month and they did a 
play on it. They do it a lock and key party. So the women get a lock. The men get the key. And you have to go around and ask people like to see if your lock unlocked theirs. But like nothing is implied. I think we're in a whole different generation of like Me Too moment, consent. Like nothing is ever implied. Yeah, I mean that like, that whole, you know, key and lock thing was when it's more of a, a social yeah, to get people talking right. more of like an icebreaker than anything. And honestly, it worked. I talked to so many people to ask if like, and I promised to like do the deed with a lot of people because <laughs> our keys work. I did not, but I did. I 100% did. Yeah. Well, and the funny, you know, this is a side note, but uh, the key that or the lock that Lacey got, they had handed out like, so there were smaller locks and bigger locks. And the small locks, the keys were universal. So everybody's <laughs> so key. everybody that had a small lock fit all the small keys. And so everybody's running around the club like, oh, my gosh, mine fits in yours. And yeah. it's like, yes, they all fit in yours. Like, <laughs> if you have that particular lock, yeah. it's like half the club I did. I would have been a busy girl if I had. <laughs> yeah, I had you had to honor the key party thing, you would have been a very, very busy I girl. Have. I think you, there was a few guys that were disappointed that their key fit yeah. your lock and you didn't yeah. know. I was promising things. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you were a few fireball yeah. shots in at that point. Yeah. But actual key parties, I have never been in attendance to one. I've right. never, I mean, I think we have met f- people that have talked about it, but like not any. And they're like, like you said, they were an older generation of swingers, uh-huh. not anybody that would be like around our age or even right. 10, 15 years older would. Yeah. And so my point uh, to that is do key parties still exist? You know, probably likely. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea. If we had a group of friends, right, if you had five, six, eight, ten couples that you knew you were comfortable yeah. with, um, the idea of some kind of random um, yeah. selection of who plays with who oh, yeah. is kind of a hot and sexy idea. You and know? honestly, that's probably where a lot of this came from. If you really stop and think about it, if you you knew you had like ten couples that you were all attracted right. to each other and all were into it, you know, I could totally see having a house party right. and something and, like and that. And that's my curiosity. You know, we should talk to because I think Tom and Bunny actually commented on one of our TikToks uh-huh. and said, you know, I think we said like, you know, made like a miss TikTok and like yeah. key parties don't really, you know, aren't really a thing. And and they were like, well, we used to do key parties back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, well, we heard that that back yeah. in the day they were more of a thing, but they certainly aren't a thing now, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of. But uh, I'd be interested to talk to Tom and Bunny and see, like, what, how did it actually work, yeah. right? Cause- because I'm sure, just like with anything, it probably was more of, like, a lower key type Right. It probably, thing. amongst a friend group, it makes sense. But, like, TV and Hollywood has probably made it out like it was, like, a free-for-all. And that's the only thing that we know of because that's all we've yeah. seen. Now, I will say there was something to be, there, somebody said something about prior to the AIDS epidemic it was more common yeah um so i think you know prior when there wasn't as much of a fear for stds and diseases you know yeah um that maybe you would be a little more open to who you would play with um but but yeah so that's Mm -hmm. i would you know we should track that down further maybe further episodes we can dig more so if you've ever been to a key party (laughs) a real key party email us at the swing nation at gmail maybe we can just have a whole key party episode yeah we'll just talk to people about it (laughs) all right all right, so moving on from um, swingers will sleep with anybody to swingers are all old people. I am 37 years old. I'm, is that old? I mean, it's not young. So, <laughs> <laughs> you So yeah, I mean, overall, I would say swingers are typically a little bit older. And I think a lot of it has to do with like child, like having children. When your kids are, you know, young and 
they're in sports or have extracurricular activities, it's hard to get away. It's hard to make time for swinging. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think um, having the self-confidence and the self-worth to know that you can watch your partner be with someone else and still know that they love you. I think that comes with age as well. Um, so I think uh, typically, yes, a lot of swingers are older. However, I think in this like new age that we're living in, um, like with the whole, I think kids are being raised in a more sexually open. Is that the correct term? Would you say like, yes, I mean, like we're, our, our children are being raised with the whole equality, you know, with transgender. I think they're just being raised differently. I think, um, you are seeing a younger crowd of swingers. Um, we are 37. We typically do are on the younger side. Still, yeah. Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I think I think that one is kind of true. I think a lot of the swingers are older. Like, when I say older, I mean like 40s, <clears throat> 40s plus. Not that I think 40 is old because I'm knocking on 40 door. But to a 20-year-old, 40 would be old. But, like, I, I do think that your typical swinger are 40, 50 plus. Yeah, so. But from- does that mean there's not, tw- there is 20-year-olds? Yes, there is. Yeah. So from the research I've kind of did on this subject a little bit is it, it does seem like there are a large amount of older swingers. And, and it, I think it directly relates to this hippie free love movement that mm-hmm. happened back in the 60s and 70s. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a larger population of swingers back then that mm-hmm. were of that generation. And so they've kind of carried on. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, if, if you were a swinger back in the 70s, you're obviously older now. Right. So there was yeah. this large population of them. They are still are around several of them. Um, and so they are up there in age at this this point. Um, but to, to your point is, you know, there are swingers of all ages. Yeah, um, and, is. you know, from some of my research, they're, they're saying the fastest growing age group is the 20 and 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. That, the, that the, you know, if you were looking, you know, at statistics year to year, that that 20 to 30 age uh, group I believe it. is surging because of you know, likely what you're talking about. Um, the internet, you know, it's much more just, I mean, just think about how it's blown up on TikTok in the last, yeah. in the last year, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, you know, it is becoming more acceptable, which is funny. Cause I think that's, you know, well, I think sexuality is becoming almost like you said, like the seventies, like even in our children, it's not uncommon to hear them talk about sexuality. Like mm-hmm. it's much more open for people to be bisexual or pan. I mean, right. I I didn't know any of that as a child or no. even like a teenager. I didn't learn that stuff until I was in the 20s and I think that like this generation is learning it much younger, so they're much more open to it. Um where you know it took me until I was 30 something years old to even say out loud that I was into girls. So, I just think it's just a different time and that's great. Um I will say though that if you are looking for a younger crowd or you're looking for an older crowd, there are ways to find that. Mm -hmm. Like there are definitely groups of swingers that typically bring in a younger crowd, like friction we've talked about. Mm -hmm. There's groups that bring in an older crowd, like a paradise Valley in Mm -hmm. Georgia. Yeah. So if you are in one of those age brackets, you might just have to find your group. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it, it almost goes to what, um, what the venue is, right? If you're looking at a place that's, you know, large, you know, club, 
hip hop, yeah. you know, like that's usually the younger type, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a very party centric group. Like a Temptations right. in Cancun would probably be a younger vibe where um, Desire Pearl would probably be like an older right. crowd. Right, more relaxing, yeah, relaxed, higher yeah. end, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So it's all in where, what you want and what you're looking for. You may have to ask around. You may have to do trial and error. You might have to go to a place and be like, nope, we were the right. oldest ones there. <laughs> or this isn't or my like, crowd, yeah. No, we're the youngest ones there. These are not my crowd. Um, the cool thing is, is like if you have a solid foundation with your spouse and you like are totally best friends and have a blast, no, it doesn't matter which group you're with, you're going to have fun. Yeah. And I will say I've had just as much fun with 60 plus year olds that I've had with 20 or 30 Well, you always say that you like the older ones a little bit better. I do say that. I don't know if I've said that here on the podcast, but absolutely. I think we both do. Yeah, I like um, But, it, you know, Mark Dan down on the record for there's something about a woman that has been engaging in sex for 20 more years than I have. That um, <laughs> She knows how to do it to you? She knows what she's doing. And, and I think not ashamed to do it, right? Yeah, not like afraid. the confidence. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, she's like, I'll lick your butthole, and that's. Hey, well, sorry, just I'm just said saying. That. I'm, I'm just saying, I've had women do that to me, and they, they, they you know, knew what they were doing, and uh, weren't afraid of of doing it. So, yeah. you heard it here. Yeah. Sorry, TikTok, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're we're being open here on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Hasn't been banned yet. All right. Um. Anything else? So that that was my my last um myth was about the age thing, and I think. I think you're right. I think there are of all age groups, and I think the younger generation of swingers is a growing um, community. I totally agree. Which is exciting. It is, except for we're soon going to be. We've been used to being the young ones. <laughs> yeah. What happens when we're the old ones? It's you know, I you know, I look forward to those days. Do I, you? I hope we have the same experiences that, that we've had as the young ones with the old ones. You know, I hope there's yeah. some youngsters come along and, and rock our world, and we can kind of. Have that side of it yeah, at some point. I agree. That could be fun. I think it's just like kind of like growing old with someone, right? You're, <laughs> we're swinging and growing it's like, Remember old. when we were young and we used to have sex yeah. with the older people? Now we're old people having sex well, with the Well, we've people. met a lot of couples um, in the lifestyle that have been in the lifestyle for a long time that they're like, we don't really swap much anymore. We're just happy to be here. We're just <laughs> happy to be around all these, you know, young, fun people. That's and- not going to be me. I'm going to be swapping. I'll be getting you water and condoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's next? All right, so you want to talk a little bit about events? Yeah, we can. Uh, so we have, um, we will be at Trapeze Atlanta this weekend. So yeah. you're listening, and this is Thursday, so we will be there Saturday night. May 21st. May 21st yeah. um, for Diamond Night. It's yeah. the 8th. Yes, eighth anniversary of the, the Diamond, Diamond Club, Club at Trapeze, which we're Diamond Club members. We love Diamond Club. We, If you are in the Atlanta area or you can get to Atlanta within a few hours, we highly suggest joining the Diamond Club. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to partying uh, with the Diamond Club and, and with Club Trapeze this weekend. Um, you know, appreciate everything. Trapeze has really been a great, you know, shout out, shout out to Liz and the whole crew there. Mm -hmm. Um, there, they've been fantastic to us over the last year and we, we look forward to a continued close relationship with them going forward. So if you're out, if you're in the Atlanta area, come, come out to club trapeze with us. Uh, 
And then our next event following that is going to be Splash Takeover in Atlanta. I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, at Splash kind of came, I guess, you know, they, they hadn't done much because of COVID over the last couple of years. And they are coming back this year stronger than ever. Um, they got some cool themes. They yeah. got all day pool parties. They got club parties at like, night. We really haven't had like a summer time mm. yet. You know, we've just been so busy. Right. I'm excited to just lay outside, get in the pool, get in the pool, get naked. Yeah, just and it's it's like what four days? Yeah, it's Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, so it's a four day event. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm telling you, we have to start like getting ready for that. Yeah, because I forget like you know one day like a Saturday will wipe you out. You have to pace yourself. Yeah. for a four day event. Yeah. So, you know, easy on the fireball shots. Gotcha. Pace yourself. Got it. Hydrate. Gatorade. All right. So we got to get ready for that. So if you splash Atlanta, the what's the dates? June 2nd through the the 5th. Right. They do sell day passes. So if you are in the area and maybe can't come for the whole weekend, you could come over for the day, like maybe Saturday. Um, Yeah. And I think they're doing partial, right? You don't have to do at first. I think they're just selling the full four days, but they've broken it up for people. If because I guess they had a lot of people that said, well, we only want to come for. You know, Saturday, Sunday, or something. Yeah, yeah. But they, um, I was actually looking on their website today. They still have a few rooms left. You can actually book directly through SwingerSociety.net, which is Dan and I's Swinger website. So check that out. Hopefully, like it's going to be. We don't have a huge crowd as far as going with us. Typically, we bring like twenty people. It's like five of us, five couples, which is pretty low key for us. So definitely, if you are there, please come say hello to us. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of a last-minute decision for us, I think. It was. Why. We were not going to go. Um, they reached out. They wanted us to come, and so we, we we were making it work. Yes, and then, okay, next event after that is Naughty in New Orleans, and Naughty in New Orleans is the 6th through the 10th. Definitely looking forward to that. Very excited. We've always wanted to go to Naughty in New Orleans, and it just has never worked out, and this year we were like, it's happening. We're going. Yeah, so super excited. Um, and then Secrets. Uh, we're doing secrets. We're doing a complete takeover of secrets for our one year podcast bash. It's a big deal, y'all. A huge deal. August twenty sixth to twenty eighth. Those web those tickets are on sale on our website on swingersociety.net and they're going fast. I think we got like fifty something rooms already booked. Mm-hmm. And it's only been up for like a not, week. Not even a week, I don't think yet. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a week. week. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, so if you want to come party with us, Secrets in the summer in August is going to be amazing. It's going to um, be. So come come party with us. We look forward, very much forward to that. Secrets is always a good time. Um, and then. Yeah, and you book that on SwingerSociety.net as well. We've had a few people to go to Secrets' website and it shows sold out. That's because we booked all the rooms. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta book them through us. That so is Swinger, a valid point, yeah. To book the room, SwingerSociety.net. You have to go to our website, mm-hmm. yeah. And there are still our rooms, I promise you. Uh, come get come get one. Uh, and then Secret Sensations in October. We're not going to hit too much on that, but we'll we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But that we're doing a Halloween bash up in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. not Philly. Okay, it's all the same. It's not all P letters. All right, uh, and then uh, we'll hit real quick on the pineapple cruise. Yeah, you guys need to go book the pineapple cruise. I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a partial takeover of a cruise ship, which is good if you are not lifestyle or if maybe you're lifestyle friendly, maybe thinking about it, but don't not all the way in yet um you would totally be fine on this cruise because there's going to be other vanilla people there so you can you know not participate yeah. in any of the swinger events if you don't I think want that's to. key right and we've we've gotten not pushback but some people have asked like well why not just go on a full takeover a few reasons one significantly cheaper yeah this cruise is 
Two, you're going to have, we're going to have lifestyle. There's going to be club parties. There's going to be, we're going to be doing courses. We're going to, there's going to be plenty of opportunity um, to do lifestyle stuff. And those will be in separate cordoned off parts of the the, the ships, right? So you don't have to worry about interactions with vanilla people for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and if you are new, it's a great opportunity that you can partake as much or as little if you want. If you just want to come to the classes and stuff like that and maybe not go to the club, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of, I guess, choose your own adventure, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity. March 11th, Limited- 2023. Yes. Um, Key West, Cosmel, it's um, porting out of Miami. So we're really excited. Yes. So get signed up for that. Um, that The link for all that, you can find it on swingersociety.net. Um, and the links to all those events are also listed on our website, um, theswingnation.net, under the events tab. Yeah, and you'll you'll tag all that in the show notes, so it'll be super easy for them to find, right? Yep. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention, like because we kind of skipped over it, is for secrets. We just started. Um, we just Ooh, put up raffle. a raffle, right? And so let's touch on that real quick. Um, if you want to come to secrets. Um, and maybe you're a little worried about the price. Um, you can buy raffle tickets on um, SwingerSociety.net for a dollar a piece, and you could win uh, a full the full room for free. Well, not for free, but you gotta buy a raffle ticket. But uh, we are raffling off tickets, and a hundred percent of those tickets, the proceeds to that go to Adaptive Training Foundation, which is a group that helps veterans and first responders who have been tragically injured um regain their mobility right so it's uh, people that have lost their limbs they're going to you know helping them with their prosthetics training them on how to use them Mm -hmm. um so our business partner jeff uh who is a was a police officer who was tragically injured um you know he's very close with that organization he says that organization helped save his life yeah he Um, did so it's very near and dear to us here at the the swing nation podcast um, so we're going to be raffling off the tickets for a free room to Secrets. And then all during Secrets, we're going to be raffling off different prizes and different events. Um, we have a GoFundMe page set up for um, for them. So if you're interested in, in that charity event, you know, this is part of our trying to break the stigma associated with the lifestyle. You know, we're doing tra- charity. Um, certainly veterans and first responders are, are uh, you know, near and dear to our heart, and especially those that have been, um, you know, that have given all in the line of service and, and, and been tragically injured and had, you know, that happened to them. So we're super glad to be part of that. So I have a question though. Mm-hmm. What if you know you want to go to Secrets and mm-hmm. you booked your room? Well, that was but, smart of you because the rooms are going fast. And But you still want to participate in the raffle. So like you've booked your room, but then mm-hmm. you're going to buy like $50 for the raffle tickets. What happens if you win? If you win, we're going to refund you 100% oh, that's nice. of the what you paid for your room. So then you can use all of that money to buy alcohol and party hardy at Secrets? Or you can just buy me a thank you card. You know? <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to do with it. But uh, yeah, if you do win and you've already paid and booked for a room, we will refund you your That's your, awesome. your money. Cool. Um, so definitely. Um, and the drawing for that is on July 12th, correct? July 12th. We're going to do it live on TikTok. Lacey's actually going to probably be in bed because she's having uh, surgery. But uh Dan will do it. We'll get, we'll do it. We'll get it done. We'll get the name posted, and so that you can come party with us at Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check out theswingnation.net uh, and go to the events tab. You can find all about the raffle and how to get signed up um, there. Okay. 
Anything else, babe? I think that's it. I think we touched on it all, guys. We've got a lot going on. So busy. We appreciate you hanging out uh, with us here. Um, and uh, hopefully we helped um, helped with some of those misconceptions and myths. I hope so. I think we dispelled a few today. Mm. We tried. We tried. All right. Some of them are a little true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we give it to you straight here. Yeah. All right, guys. I think with that, in a world full of apples... Be the pineapple. Be the pineapple, guys. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.